ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ and what a week it has been of premier league action in today's agenda and today's podcast we will be talking about the talking points of the weekend um there's been talk of a world cup happening every two years however we're going to talk about a tournament that took place at agordora which was the watford fifa tournament uh, <laughs> and then all man city a big club pep versus the fans <laughs> and we've even got a special guest on today from leeds it's not brad singh it's also someone else because <laughs> he's not special boom um, <laughs> <laughs> boom and we're talking boom, about boom. leeds's second season syndrome the second season syndrome for leeds but before we delve into the action we need to get the panel on navrad singh can you kick us off please wahiguru ji ka khalsa wahiguru ji ki fateh Thank you Jagmohan Singh for uh, starting this panel and it's always great that the greatest club of all right is always introduced first sport of Manchester United football the biggest team in the land in the world right the red white and black army ronaldo's back we're going to kick ass sorry scoop beep beep moment hey, hey, right but uh, there you go that's show you said me sure now now what's your gonna, language now what's your language <laughs> talking of language right we're going to pass you off to barad singh <laughs> Wahiguru ji ka khalsa wahiguru ji fateh um not the only northern correspondent on today um Balraj Singh up here in Leeds Liverpool fan um as you can see my nemesis Navraj Singh has not taken his uh, medication again and he's been all delusional <laughs> about manu again um we, the, the 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 old people's home is uh looking for a patient so oh, <laughs> they heard you went missing <laughs> I need to fill your vacancy. <laughs> But yeah, um all things all things um red, white, yellow this year and a bit of a cream as well. Have you got a turquoise one? You what? <laughs> no, no, we've got we've got cream away shirt this year. Um What's the anyway, third kit? Oh, the tea towel. The third kit's the yellow one. Not the like the, not like the not like the Lou roll the tea towel that United have got. The tea towel you know about. Anyway, listen. <laughs> Stop taking up all the time the Raj Singh come on oh, dear, dear. We, we, look right and um, listen you'll be right you'll correspond next corner from please that's it go yeah. next person <laughs> trying to fill time why guruji ka khalsa why guruji ki fateh karmjeet singh yes the audi everton supporter and uh, looks like uh, rafa's honeymoon period is over <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know next few weeks are going to be interesting because uh not as much as Nuno's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. I think Rafa's but the thing with Rafa is he's going to be given no time. Another defeat and the fans will be on him. At least with Nuno even though they spent some cash in the Spurs fans are sometimes a bit dim. Hold on. Thank you very much Karamjeet saying moving on to Horizon. Horizon London Man United. Bye carry on. Perfect. Um the Arsenal fan. Why did you got called so why did you got Melinda Singh Arsenal uh... <laughs> <laughs> Come on guys. That, that wasn't respect, even rehearsed please. but you got to admit that was funny. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. That's pretty much it. <laughs> 
Thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, my name's Jagmoon Singh. Uh, I'm a passionate Manchester United fan, but also very, very happy that my local team uh, got all three points after beating Norwich 3-1, so I'm very happy. Uh, on those side of things, I just want to quickly mention something as well. Um, in the footballing world, uh, football lost a true icon in Jimmy Greaves. Um, one of the most popular figures in the English game he died at the age of 81 and he will always be remembered as a pioneer and a pundit, um, but also absolutely great player, a AC Milan player as well, but as West Ham, Chelsea, Spurs legend, and also a legend for England as well, a part of the 1966 World Cup winning squad and a prolific goal scorer as well for you know clubs and country. Uh, at this current moment, England's fourth all-time highest-scoring uh, goal scorer with 44 goals in 57 caps. And, you know, a massive loss. And it's just a fitting tribute that the two teams that he would always be remembered for, which are Spurs and Chelsea, were actually playing on Sunday as well. And obviously that you, for those that did watch the game, there was a minute's applause in memory of Jimmy Greaves as well and heartfelt condolences to everyone at those two clubs and his family as well. So it was a quick mention and it was very important that we do mention Jimmy Greaves. Moving on into the agenda as well, is this the talking points of the weekend. Uh, Balrad Singh, uh, you've got a whole list. Uh, can you I please have... share that with us? Do you know, because I knew we were having guests around today. I probably did like homework and everything and made notes so for me because um, i even watched match of the day for the first time in ages you know like coming on saturday night after the fifa tournament and um so for me talking points yeah Rufinia's yeah get, goal get me some semi i think you're being called for roti or you got you you supposed with a hoover or something <laughs> <laughs> no, no. well that was Sounds like the diet's finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard the word Samia. Yeah. <laughs> you said you right. were Babiki. Samia, I'm off. Right. <laughs> but, um, anyway, Rafinha's goal. If, um, if you saw that, what a goal. 
Ings' ball for Leon Bailey's goal. I mean, the three goals in the um, Villa Everton match were pretty special. Yeah, they're great goals. But, but the, the ball from Ings, that was next level. The goal of the weekend for me, Naby Keita's goal. Um, the volley from outside the box. You would say that, mate. <laughs> well, it wasn't Ronaldo's well, really, tapping, was it? It, it was. It was actually. Um, a, it was a good goal. goal. It was a brilliant strike. So was Jesse Lingard's. Let's not, you know. Jesse Lingard's goal was better. I don't watch Liverpool games. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no bias, but Jesse Lingard's goal <laughs> right. was better. Anyway, I think I'm, Jesse I'm Lingard's goal was the goal of the weekend. Guys, guys, let me let me read my list. Let me read. Let me read the list. Um, Ramsdale, um. Should he have been sent off? Was it a right decision where he came in, clattered the player? Um, no penalty was given. Um, and so VAR looked at it. And then um, the other side of VAR, Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker's challenge, should he have gone? Because initially, um, he was given a red card. VAR looked at it. And VAR said no foul. So his red card was cancelled on the pitch. Um and the penalty was not awarded in the end. So, um, first of all, Rafinha's goal. What do you guys think? That was a brilliant goal. It was spectacular. Best goal of the weekend, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those of you that didn't see it, he collected the ball um, on the right wing, didn't he? Yeah. And, and he goes in and from outside the area, Quite far outside the area, yeah. the corner of the right-hand side mm. of the box. He curled it in. And was After it Rodrigo? Rodrigo, Rodrigo, Rodrigo yeah. jumped over it. Yeah. And um, I can't remember now. Did it go through the keeper's legs? No, it no. went under no, no. Rodrigo's leg and, and uh, yeah. keeper couldn't get to it. Keeper couldn't get to it. So, yeah, mm. stunning goal. Um, so, I always like to, to mention stunning um, goals and finishes. But then um, Ings' ball for Leon Bailey. I know we were yeah. talking about it last week with... Fernandez is outside of the foot for Ronaldo in the Champions League. But this one, oh my gosh. Ings, again on the right wing towards the sort of centre of the park. What a ball. He, he curls it and he gets dip on it as well. Leon Bailey just cuts it in one-on-one -on -one with the keeper and rifles it in. Honestly, listeners, yeah. get, get on iPlayer. I know it's a plug. BBC, come on, send us some free stuff. Um, <laughs> For plugging the eye player, but um, get on match of the day and have a look at it. That ball, it had no business getting to Leon Bailey, but it did, and it wasn't even a fluke. Thing. Seeing Ings thing. At, I think on. what you're trying to say is sorry, sorry, just to cut you off on that as well. Go, go, no worries. Like, I, I had to watch that over and over again because, yeah, that is for me what is the ideal assist. Where it's vision, the perfect weight on the ball, yeah. um, you know the precision. You know, um, he he literally yeah, and, took and the thing is, everything was into consideration there. Yeah, he was. It was the surrounded vision, yeah. by players. Yeah, um, Everton yeah. players were around him, and that ball, honestly, wow, wow. I, if if there was like an assist of the season, I know they do goal of the season, but an assist oh. of the season, that would be it, in my opinion. But but I'd say, is it is it a shame that because of the whole VAR decisions over the weekend that that's not going to be as talked about um, by pundits on Twitter um, as much is, as VAR decisions have? That, that that's weekend. the shame over the last couple of seasons. I mean, like I haven't even got to Naby Keita's goal. Um, you just need to see, it. and then um, somebody said, and I don't think he meant it, but he said 
shades of um, Cantona the way he celebrated. Did you see that? Yeah. Where he turned around and did the stare. Yeah, you know, yeah, the arrogant yeah. stare. Um, you know, I've just I've just set the Rafina goal out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the goal of the weekend. That is the goal of the weekend. So so there've been there've been some brilliant goals this weekend. Do you mm. know? But like like um, Jigmund Singh said, they've all been overshadowed. Just no, like over the I last think Rafina's goals overshadowed because, yeah. because it was on Friday Friday night. Those Friday yeah. night games, they they lose a little bit of prominence, don't they? Yeah, they do. We can put up, we can put a poll up on our Instagram and and uh, we could do see what the viewers think of it. We'll put it shortly after this uh, this pod. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, which one do you think was better, Rafinha, um, Leon Bailey, or Naby Keita? Right, but VAR Ramsdale, Melinda Singh, Arsenal fan. I'm sure you've um, checked this out, Lords. What was your opinion on that? Uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, when I saw it initially in real time, it looked like a Stonewall penalty. It's one of those typical, um, it was a disgraceful pass back, um, really short legs on it. And uh, it just invited so much pressure. But the keeper like just kept his cool. Um, and when you look at it, it was a blatant touch that he, he got his, his studs on it and uh, the ball even moved into a different direction. I don't know why it took, uh, was it Anthony Taylor, uh, like five attempts at, at trying to understand if he made a touch. It was clear and obvious. And uh, eventually the, the keeper did, uh, sorry, the referee did get the right decision. Um, not a good referee, is he, Anthony Taylor? Been watching him for a while. He's, I don't think he's any good. Thing is, there's a reason why our Premier League referees don't make it to these massive tournaments. And yeah. it's because the, the quality of our referees is actually abysmal. No, like, it is. It's very, very it's really rare. That not good. And not, not, not only just the, uh, the pitch referee, but the yeah. VAR referee. Yeah. It's amazing, uh, how, yeah, like, it's amazing how referee can sit by VAR. I mean, I have to make some shocking I, decisions as well. That I do have to say as a penalty, and then but he says something totally opposite. I and mean, like we spoke about, we briefly yeah. whizzed past the Man City one, right? You know, yeah. But well, yeah, that was the penalty. Right, but you know, know with with the, with the Ramsdale, I mean, give credit where credit's due. VAR got that one right. Yeah, because when it works, it works. When it works, it's brilliant. Because uh, um, he's the one that gave the shout to the referee and says, "You better have a look at this again." Because we don't think it's a penalty. It could have been the difference between right. two points and, and three, uh, three points, right? Yeah. So I think when it when it works, it's it's spot on. Um, and when it doesn't, um, yeah, it, it's awful. But you only got to look at like uh, back to that point of, of referees, like how many English referees referee our, our Champions League finals yeah. or or European. How, how many like English referees went to uh, the Euros? It's I, th- I think with the English referees, a little bit of it is they're trying to be, you know, like you get star players. They yeah. want to be star referees. They want a referee's yeah. match attack. In the headlights. You always Mike see Dean. that. Mike, Mike Dean. Dean. Yeah. They, they, they want to be. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. they want to be. They, they want to have their own match attacks card. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Like their own FIFA game. Do you know? The referees. But, I mean, where just going back to VAR, where VAR gets it horribly wrong, in my opinion. And I know the six Man City fans probably will argue with me, but I think Kyle Walker should have been sent off. 
Um, I'm 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 more shocked that he wasn't sent off that the VAR returned it. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the, I think he was surprised. move, I think he was surprised. It's a tough it's a tough one. But do you yeah. guys uh, um, like? I'm going to ask Jaron Deep Singh on this one. He's a new 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 member of the the group. Do you think if in that situation it was in the penalty box, uh, Kyle Walker should be sent off and then the team be awarded a penalty as well? That, that kind of double jeopardy kind of uh, thing where you get hit by two penalizations rather than one. What were your takes on that? Um, yeah, th- thanks for, for um, putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did, I think I think when you think when you look at it, and, and I did watch that actually on on the highlights when when he actually went in for the for the uh, um, striker. I can't remember who's there now, but when, when he went from he didn't actually get the ball. He actually took him out from under his legs from behind. And that was in the penalty area. So it's definitely a penalty. You can't argue with that. But is it ascending up or not? Now, I was personally on, on the fence with that a little bit. I thought it could have got away with a yellow. But fair enough, it was a red. But what I was more shocked about, and I don't think I've ever seen that, where the red card was then taken back. Rescinded, yeah. Rescinded off. And, and I was thinking about the, the Harvey Elliott injury at Leeds United the Liverpool game last weekend. Yeah. Where you know Harvey Elliott, you know if you watch the replays on on Twitter, yeah. he actually mm. buckled on his ankle, and uh, Pascal Strang actually got the ball. It, it, you know he didn't, it wasn't malicious, and yet yeah. he got sent off, and there was no rescinding of the decision, and he lost his appeal. Yeah, and, and even like Klopp, isn't it? It's exactly made, what I was coming to. It, it is. It is. Yeah. It VAR, is. you were saying before, guys, VAR is good and it's bad, but the problem is I, I'm noticing this season it's more bad. Then it is good. I'm not I mean, seeing great decisions from VAR at the moment. Yeah, I think one of the things that they started the VAR is that it's um, a quicker turnaround, right? Yeah, because last season the complaint was that it's too too long. Now I'm thinking because they're trying to turn around decisions, say look look how quick we are. Are they really looking at this properly? Mm-hmm. I mean, the City one again uh, for, for for me as well was like like John said. I, I think it was a penalty, right? Without a shadow of a doubt. And we're saying double jeopardy, but what if, for example, hypothetically, a player was, you know, he's through on goal, he's going to score, there's no two ways about it, right, yeah? But he gets chopped down. I think and that's what the... And they're going to miss a penalty, right, yeah? So, and then that player stays on to score the winning goal. So there's a whole load of things that, that come, come out of it as well, right? You know? I so think the, referees... The quicker turnaround. Because for, 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 a, for a referee to turn around decision... That the official line is it has to be a clear and obvious error, error, or right for that to be overturned. Now, for me, was it that clear and obvious that it was not a penalty? No, so no. why did he have to turn around? I mean, I'll come back to the United game, right? Yeah, and, and I think the special, particular first one, the Ronaldo one in the area where he completely obstructed him, right? Yeah, and we saw later on in the game where Pogba was given again, I think it was given against Pogba, and he didn't even touch the player. Right, yeah, but that's the inconsistencies of, of refereeing, and, and it both happened right in front of the referee. I think with the Pogba one, the reason it was given is because it wasn't in the area, and the other one wasn't given because it was in the area. Look, I'm not saying <laughs> no, it's right, right, that's that's what what I'm, not saying penalty. I'm not saying it's right. It's what a textbook penalty. That, if you were going to show but, somebody what a penalty is, listen, you would show them that. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying it's right, but over the years, look, we've all collectively been watching football for years. And you know, that's what runs in you the lot mindset. TV was like invented. 
Well, we used to watch dinosaurs play football, me and the Vrad sing together, right? <laughs> but um, on, on a, no, on a serious note, like, like I say, if the Pogba one had happened in the area, he probably wouldn't have given it because it wasn't strong enough to be a penalty. Uh, you, do you know, it's one of those. Which one? Can uh, I just quickly mention Pogba, something? Pogba was definitely, that was more than strong enough. The, the, the thing with this is, okay, if you're not going to give it a penalty, then is he diving? Then it like and that's what I said. Didn't should I? he then? Uh, that's like, what, uh, exactly what I said. Exactly. I said, right. I said uh, if it if give him book lot, him then for yeah. diving because that's yeah. that is the rule, isn't it? If someone simulated yeah. book him, mm. didn't book him, and like yeah. I was about to say the same thing about Nav about Pogba. You know, is this it, practically the same foul? But like, um, you know, you guys were saying about the superstar referees and stuff. They bottle it because. They know penalties can change games. They know penalties change can change seasons. Games. Even it, it could be the difference between season, a team yeah. getting relegated and not and or winning the I championship. Know, I get that for the referee. What about VAR? The thing is, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, thing, The the VAR is basically a group of referees which mm. have to make a decision on the spot, and at the end of the day, it's open to interpretation. Either sets of fan base would turn around and say. Yeah, that was a foul, or no, it that was wasn't a, a foul. And there's no clear, clear obvious, definitive. There's no clear definitive rule as to what defines a penalty or not. With the Carl Walker incident, I think it looked like he got his body in the way, and yeah. so like playing football, when you when you play football, you kind of pick these things up. And and to me, that didn't. It was borderline. It was very close. It could be argued whether it was a foul or whether Carl Walker was intelligent enough to get his body in between the ball and the player. And it looked like he, he used his body in a way to get, like, to shield the ball. And so someone might interpret that as to be yeah. obstruction, Melinda, or, or someone may... No, but... but question, my question for Melinda, sorry. Question, so just, Melinda, so Melinda, sorry, sorry, Brighton. Question to Melinda on that as well, Lena. Um, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But coming back to clear and obvious, but do you think that that moment... After the referee had given, let's say he gave it, is it right decision or wrong decision? It is subjective. But was it, did he make a clear and obvious error? I think it was, up to the, it was up to the fourth official to mention that you may need to look into this and, and see it again in slow motion. Maybe in real time, you didn't think too much of it. But in slow motion, you may see something else that the referee might have spotted and then it's up to the referee to then go to the monitor and then and then see i think one thing i like about the var decision now is that the referees are told to go towards the monitor and check for themselves because at the end of the day there should be just one referee that's refereeing the game there shouldn't be multiple referees because then that that kind of it puts an onus on 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 the referees to like just not exist. I mean we need to follow like rugby rugby they've got it so well var in rugby is just so much different. Where does football VAR go wrong? Or even yeah. European VAR? It's, it seems like it's so much it's different. Too to... No, it's too it's... political. Every decision is very political. Yeah. You know, if I if I mess this decision up, then I mean, I have to level it out with that decision. No, you don't. You just mess that one up, but you still have to give that one. If you take the stick, you take the stick. You know, yeah. it's too political. It yeah. didn't happen at yeah. the Euros. Euro, VAR at yeah. the Euros was really good. It's just this country... For some reason, we like to make everything political. It's not only that, the player (laughs) reputation comes into it. I know Cristiano Ronaldo, for a fact, would have been, would have been like, 
penalized against uh, going down because of his reputation of trying to win penalties and draw penalties and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. It's, I, I mean, I want to say that as well. Ole said that. He goes, is, it, is Ronaldo never going to get a penalty? He goes, two of but, them. He didn't say all three of them. I want the United fans on this pod to to maybe admit, did Ronaldo, yes or no, go down before the tackle had even been made on that Zuma no. challenge? No, you didn't. Be honest. No, be honest. honest. No, you didn't. If you, if you deny was that, the last, that, was that the last play one? it over. I was admit the, to you. Was that the, the first one? That's the last one. There was, the two, one. there was two incidents. And in yeah. one of them, Listen. I agree with you as a penalty. But the one that he two went out down of the three on Zuma's challenge, two out the, Zuma, three. the Zuma challenge one was not a, three. Was not a penalty. There were three. See, I thought um, there were two. two. Match of the, match of the day two said the way. Match of the day said penalties. one three were penalties and number two, the little tug, was the weakest one and probably wasn't. They right, said, I didn't see the tug. I saw the hmm. one where Ronaldo cleverly Right, yeah. Simulated into into did, uh, his back foot dragging. That's did, the one, isn't it? His book back there. Uh, yeah, his back foot was yeah, dragging. Back foot's dragging before he did, even made did, contact. Did the, defend, did the defender touch the ball? No. No. Would the defender touch the ball? No. Right, yeah. Yeah, but did Ronaldo you, need to to go down the way he did? Why should Why to... should Ronaldo Why should Ronaldo jump over the guy? It's not 1943 or 1937, right? Yeah. If, if the guy's coming, well, oh, let me do this guy a favor and jump over him, right? Why should he do that, right? Yeah. The thing is, the guy, Ronaldo the guy, kind the of guy, changed his move. The guy, the guy was reckless. He come in, didn't win the ball, right? Yeah, and Ronaldo every right, right? Yeah, to, to do uh, to win that penalty. But don't right, you yeah? think Ronaldo moved more towards so you're just the player? Diving. No, no, no. It was the same. Don't you think Ronaldo moved same. more towards <clears> the player than line. he did no, towards? No, 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 no. No, he didn't. Just the, the last point. It was the, the last point. Um. The last point on this topic will go to Brad Singh. Go on then. I mean, VAR, right? I know I've been trying to say something for ages, man. And I'm old, man. I forget these things. But what I wanted to say, right, just going back to the Kyle Walker thing, he was the last man. The striker was in. He didn't get the ball. He didn't touch the ball. But And for me, he should have got a red card. Yeah, I understand he got his body between the ball and the player, but he took out the man. Yeah? Yeah. The other thing, though, you know, like, the difference this season is, like Melinda Singh mentioned, um, the referees are being told, go just have a look at the monitor and see what you think. But that puts doubt in people's mind. If someone says to you, you do something, and then someone says to you, I think you should have a look at that again. Think about how we would react. It gives you doubt in your mind, don't you? So then when you go to look at it at the monitor, you're looking for your mistake. Not the initial decision you made. I think they should, unless it was like, like, like the the rule is, unless it's clear and obvious. <coughs> excuse me, it shouldn't have been overturned. Yeah, the last talking point. Mark Noble's penalty. Absolutely. What do definitely what do? a penalty? Yeah, and that's and that's another shocking decision by the referee. It, it was I mean, for me. It was arm was out. Um, as a United fan, yeah, they yeah, didn't give it right. But ultimately, right, yeah, they, that was a penalty. Coming, his arm was out. The ball hit it right. Yeah, he shouldn't. Have, he should have seen it first time. So that, for or, context, the linesman or the referee. For right, context, yeah. for for the fans that didn't watch it, two yeah. one to Manchester United after yeah. Lingard scores uh, the goal in in late late into the game. 
87 uh, minute or whatever. Minute, yeah, when Brilliant it, goal. Yeah. Beautiful goal pass from Matic. Beautiful goal, goal from Matic. Lo- lovely, get, lovely goal. <clears throat> but then the talking point of the match on in in last kick of the game in stoppage time, <laughs> United are defending against West Ham on the wing. But West Ham crossed the ball in. Luke Shaw has his arms out. Uh, whether he should have tucked them in or whether he shouldn't have, the ball was crossed, it hit his arm, and the referee goes straight to the penalty spot. And in this commotion no. of whether the, it was a penalty VAR. or not... The, ref, the referee went for a corner. Okay, VAR. <laughs> it was VAR gave the penalty. Okay, yeah. VAR gave it. And in that time, when the penalty was awarded, David Moyes is signalling to the bench to Mark Noble... Get your trousers on. Get your get your get your um your kit on, and and, and get, get onto the pitch. <laughs> get ready to take that. Get ready to take that pen from a person that is very consistent with penalties over the years. Hasn't missed one since 2016, I believe. Hasn't touched the ball. Hasn't touched the ball. Hasn't warmed up. Goes onto the pitch, and and uh, over to Aaron Deep to explain what he thinks. Sounds like somebody we know, doesn't it? Yeah, it's uh, you know in the Euros, um, you know Southgate. I heard of him. He, he did that with the Sancho and Rashford. Yeah, no, it was funny. Did he? You know what? Did he? Andy, did he? Andy, why are you doing this every week? John Kleenex. <laughs> we, you, you won as well. What, what like? You got four years of this, brother. Four years. Three years. You should move to Italy. You should move to Italy. No, but um, when, I, I'll tell you what, you know what? The, before that, when Mark Noble's coming up and I knew he's coming from the bench, yeah? And I know David De Gea has not saved a penalty for a very long time. I'm thinking, you know what? I one thing I've learned in the Euros is you don't send on a substitution who hasn't touched the ball to take a kick. So in my head, I was swearing in the group, wasn't I? I was going, "Oh man, this is BS." You know, you would never, hell. you would never swear because we hadn't, we hadn't got any penalties. No, but right? saying that, was it yeah. Nav? Were you saying is it um, Newcastle? Tim Krull when he came, was it Newcastle? Yeah, but he's a goalkeeper. Tim Krull right? did Holland. it in 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 trying to defend Holland's Holland. penalty yeah. kick shootout. Yeah. No, but they don't need to touch the ball to get a feel of how they're going to dive, are they? They're just going to dive, you know? Yeah, it's but listen, instinct. no, but uh, you know what? I, but I this guy hasn't had a warmed up or anything. No, but Giza, you're kicking, guy... a fo- you're kicking a penalty. Yeah. I disagree with the... Ho- yeah. You know what? Yeah. I disagree. Exactly... They said it on Match Today mm. and stuff as well. BBC, shout out again. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, um, they said on Match Today, oh, he hadn't run around, he hadn't warmed up. Listen, he probably got more tired running to the penalty spot. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he should have warmed up for that. Bro, oh, man, 37 years old. So, right, I think you're simplifying four, it. I, I, so, I, I don't think it's a question of how he didn't do stretch his calves or anything like that. Huh? It's, it's mindset. More, it's more, yeah, exactly, Bryson. It's yes, more mindset. about getting attuned to the game. You're coming on in the 95th minute knowing this. He's brought me on because I've never missed a penalty. Right, yeah. And it's 95th minute. This goal is going to get the fans up in our up, uproar. I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to score the goal. Two, two. Bang. Look, to be honest with you, if it's no, like, no, wait, 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 wait. Can I say one if, thing? No, wait. Can I say I'm one gonna, very quick no, thing? I'm, no, one no, 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 you can't because your team Please, lost. Please, man. Um, but basically, 
No, no, let, go, go on, Aaron Deep. What were you going to say? No, no I, was just, I was just going to say, look, again, we're, we're talking about the player, but we're not talking about the manager. Yeah. Southgate in the Euros, he got away with it. I'm not letting Moyes get away with it as well. Yeah. But Moyes, what is he thinking? You know, what is he thinking? Like, no, but this is it. No, I'll tell you what he's thinking. We spoke yeah. about this. Um, what this, uh, uh, this is what I was doing this earlier. This is what episode 22 now. Yeah. And we mm. have spoken about this. These are elite players. You can take, you can say they've got pressure. Listen, if any of us, maybe other than Jagamon, yeah, any of us were stepping up for a penalty um, in the 95th minute in a full stadium, yeah, then maybe the pressure will get to you. But these, this is for a guy, you, no, you guys have already said he hasn't missed a penalty, hasn't missed a penalty. So but, he's already but, walking but, in with that confidence. Horizon, yeah, he's got the confidence, but mindset, look. He sat there. It's the 94th minute, right? It's the 94th minute. He's got into his mind. Do you know what? It's 94 minutes. We're going to lose 2-1. Nothing's going to happen now. I'm going home. not <laughs> going to get on. Because you don't think in the 90, 90, you know, when it gets into the injury time that he's going to make a sub and I'm going to come on. Yep. And then the penalty happened and he has gone in cold. Not cold physically. He's gone in cold mentally because his mind's on, right? I've got to go home. I wonder what the wife's made for... Yeah. It looked like he Do didn't you know want to I mean? take the penalty when Moyes asked him. There looked like a little bit of hesitation there. Did anyone else pick up on that? Yeah, he was like, "What really?" Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those. It's I, one of those. I, I, like, yeah. I think everybody was like, "What? Yeah. what you're serious?" Yeah. Moyes thought he had like a, a brainwave. You know, like I'm just, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm such a genius. You know, it's like, one of those where, yeah. where if it goes in, we're singing his praises. And if it doesn't, if it we're cussing him. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's well, well fine margins. Coming back. Coming back to what Harai Singh said, look, at the end of the day, it's, it's about opinion. And we can see from, from both sides, Hanaki, some players do need yeah. the feel. So, no, some, <laughs> some players might need the feel for it um, in terms of being on the pitch for a certain few minutes. Unfortunately, I'm going to go back to the Europa League final where Manchester United did lose to Villarreal in the penalty shootout. However, those subs that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer made were right at the end. And certain players in that penalty shootout, all the outfield players for Man United actually scored. They didn't actually have that, that much time on the pitch. So it all depends on the person as well and that specific yes, they, moment. They, they came on either at the end of the first uh, normal play or at the beginning of the injury time. Right? They had at least, at least all of them. At least no, the last one that came no, on no. had at least five to ten minutes of, of game time. They, they, they knew no, they were coming on. Like I say, 95th no. minute, you're not expecting yeah, exactly. to come on and take a crucial penalty. It's a, you, 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 but, you've but got to get your mind right. This is the thing. Like, it's also a pressure for David De Gea at the same time as well. Because I know we're speaking a lot about the penalty taker. But do it you is, also yeah. think that, it's a good you know, also mind games can be played even by the goalkeeper as well <laughs> by trying to delay it. Um, they, they've already had a feel of the atmosphere or what have you. It was a poor it's penalty, literally, let's be honest. It, it, it literally came down to the last kick of the game. If he had scored, the ref would have blew the whistle. Well, yeah, yeah. Safe. Straight away. And, and this is what happened to um, United last season when we beat Brighton away. However, Bruno, Bruno Fernandes was on the pitch for ages. But remember when United got a penalty right in the last minute and then the ref mm -hmm. blew for the whistle. That's what literally it comes down to, the fine margins in football and how one kick or one save or one moment can be the difference between a point Three points or no points, but they're the talking points for this weekend. Um, you know, um, just one going... thing. 
Like you said, yeah. and I say this every week, what you just said, they're the reasons why we love this game. These talking Indeed. points, these decisions, this is what makes this the best game in the world. That's right. And talking about games, there was a FIFA tournament at City Guru Singh Sabagordara Watford. Um, Barad Singh, you attended. Um, I did. Harai Singh, you were there as well. Melinda also um, was at the tournament. Um, let's have a quick uh, discussion just about the tournament. Don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, but it was at City Guru Singh Sabagordara Watford where we had uh, other SEC organisations like Seek to Inspire. Uh, seek welfare um, awareness. Um, also, is uh, princess uh, to warrior. Did I get that right? Warrior to princess. <laughs> I'm so sorry if I got that wrong. But um, and also our local club, uh, Watford Football Club, also helped out with the prizes as well. Um, but Barad Singh, you were there from start to finish. Um, I was there <laughs> from the hoovering in the morning to to the hoovering at the end. <laughs> That's, that's I thought I, I thought I did the hoovering at the beginning. <laughs> no, no, carry on. Carry um, on. How did no, you find the tournament? It was a brilliant tournament. Just want to say well done. Massive well done to all the organisers, all the people that came, the ones that took part, people that turned up. Um, honestly, it was brilliant. It was extra special for me um, because um, I don't know if I've mentioned my boy, who won the juniors. So yeah, I'm I'm buzzing. Um, I, I, do you know what? I couldn't watch the final. You can ask Horizon. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't yeah, watch the yeah. final. Right, because he's playing. It was nil-nil. He was playing again. Harjeet Singh Watford's son, Dunan Singh. Give him a shout out as well. Um, it was a tight final. <laughs> and, the, and then I came back and it was 4-0. Oh, and I no. swear, when that 90 minutes went in, I'm glad no one recorded that bit. But I was like jumping Harrod about. more excited than Vadi uh, Singh was. <laughs> he was. He, he just like got up, shook hands and walked off. <laughs> yeah, like, jumping yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> he did the Ronaldo celebration, and it? Keep it calm. Very humble. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm like, oh, he's shouting and screaming and everything. But yeah, no, it was honestly, it was really, really good. Um, yeah. And just from the talk of the Sevadars, that, um, I think there's going to be another tournament very, very soon. So um, keep an eye out for the posters. Um, trying to make it bigger, get because um, this one I believe was just up to the age of eighteen. So the next one, yeah. now we know it works. We're going to have an open age, so eighteen plus age. So um, Melinda, we had our own little tournament as well, um, and I've got to say, I was want to say, rising, Melinda, rising lost Melinda, to me. Yeah, and I beat you as well. So let's not get into. No, this. no, no. You beat me on penalties. That oh was a draw. God. So you still, so you, so I beat you. You just said it yourself. No, no. I beat you on penalties. Listen. So I beat the you. Penalties don't anyway. count. It was a draw. <laughs> yeah. You sound like Aaron. I beat you anyway. Like, I sound ball. like Aaron Deep at the Euros now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> any excuse, <laughs> Just any he excuse. Has to, he has to get these digs in. Oh, wait. Does that mean England are sharing the Euro 2020, literally? Yeah, yeah, they did. Hey! Hey! Southgate gets done on football. England are joint top of the league, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Melinda, yeah, beat, the, Melinda really beat the guy who won the tournament, Gurmeet Singh, who won the tournament. Melinda just was, he made him look ordinary. I just want to say that. So, you know, for all those that think you can beat him, Melinda will beat you all. Yeah, I'm starting that out there. No, come no, on, so, come uh, on, Doug. What, come what, on we did, what we did was, what we did, <laughs> what we did was a, um, like a little exhibition match where 
the winner of the the overall tournament would then face um one of the d- discussing panel members and uh so this this one uh Gurmeet Singh quality he was, player he was he was, he was thrashing he was thrashing people 7 8 nil for fun taking pictures and you're taking like, pictures probably, while you were playing. Yeah, this while you were playing, showboating, taking photos, putting it on Instagram, and carrying on. And then, uh, so when I was playing him, you could tell, like, so before the match, something funny, he, he wanted to wager his, uh, his, his, uh, his prize, what for prize that he, that he got, which was an open ticket to, to watching any, any Watford game um, during this season. And yeah. uh, at half time, when he was one nil down, I was like, "Is the wage just still on?" And he was, he was like proper sweating, like going through <laughs> tactical changes was, and everything. Uh, but yeah, it was honestly a laugh. And thank you so much to all the Seva Dars and and the Bibian that did the Langa Seva, yeah. all the organisers. Definitely. That, that, the the Bibi's tournament as well. It was not just things. Yeah. It was Bibian yeah. as well. And yeah. a shout out to Simran Kaur who won. Um, the Big Beast tournament as well. Um, yeah, so yeah. well done. And just one last shout out. Thank you to Watford Football Club because I know Jigmon Singh's mentioned it to us guys in the past, but I don't think we've ever publicly acknowledged, acknowledged the amount that Watford Football Club does for the sick community of Watford. Um, yeah. So yeah, a massive shout out, a massive thank you to Watford Football Club. Yeah. For sponsoring the event as well. Great idea for bringing the Sangat of today together, um, bringing them to a Gurdwara side that I knew existed but didn't quite know it was there and had never been. So even from a personal point of view, to just go yeah. there and and get together with Sangat and and um, actually experience this whole thing, it was amazing. And I hope like our future generations. And it was followed yeah, by a continue to Hyderabad as well. So yeah, there was Keith and the bar. It wasn't just a tournament. Just yeah. go home. There was Keith and Kata yeah. after yeah. come by these and yeah. English Kata. So it, it was and, a good event. Yeah, it was. It was a, a all nighter. I just want to say one thing as well. I've been, and I mentioned this on the day. I've been to Gordara all around the world, uh, but Watford Gordara, the best toilets ever. <laughs> it's like right, you walk in. It's like <laughs> renovation and everything, right? They are quite honestly, it's like a hotel. If you ever get a chance to go, honestly, the or best the toilet. Best toilet. <laughs> the whole bathroom. If you ever get a chance to go to the toilet, oh, yeah. I can go to If you ever caught short, you can, you can go to Darshan, you can have Langar, and you can use the toilet in Watford Gurdar. Honestly, the best uh, toilets uh, ever. I've, I've heard a lot of um, a lot of a lot of people say that these are like also um, the the toilets that like are Real Madrid standards basically. Yeah, they're changing. So, they're the ESL I mean, of uh, toilets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, just to finish up on that as well, this is also the first tournament that us as a group as well, the podcast, um, yeah. which we were a part of also. So that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, just to see all the panel members together as well. I know a few of you couldn't make it. However, we will be up and down sort of like tournaments up and down the country at Gordore Sebs. And just a massive uh, thank you again. Just how Barad Singh did say it is that we do work very closely with um, Watford Football Club. I also like to mention someone local um, who actually helped uh, get in touch with the club 
and he does a lot. His name is Daman Preet Singh. So well done to you as well. And well done to all the winners and all the Sevadars. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank um, you. Moving Thank on. You. Moving on. Our Man City, a big club. Pep versus the fans. Um, <laughs> the fan you mean. Who wants to start off with this one, man? The fan. <laughs> the fan. Let's start with Jandeep Singh on this one. Um, our City, a big club. You know what? I, th- I think, first of all, if you look at like how they had that big 100 million Grealish signing, you'd, you'd kind of make them you'd think it's a big, big club, right? Because they spent what so much money. But to be honest with you, I, I think they're getting dwarfed this season. Um, look at like like Chelsea, and I don't know, okay, Man United have got Ronaldo now, they're the envy of many, many teams. But I don't think they're as big as club as they make out that they actually are, really, to be honest. It's my my thoughts on that, I, I reckon you're going to have a, a title race between Chelsea, Liverpool and, and Man United at the top. I hate to say that name, but I think it's the truth. I think I don't think City are going to have much of a chance. You know, I mean, sometimes I think City have a very slick PR uh, machine because and you get the image that they're a big club. And, and you, for me, you have to... You have to define big as well. I mean, you, they can't fill out the stadium for most games, all right? But uh, that's how this all started, isn't it? That's say again. It was off the back of RB Leipzig game. Yeah. Where they didn't fill out, and yeah. uh, that's not the we all know, but yeah, that's not the first game. Pep's, oh, Pep's an intelligent person. The way he 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 says things, yeah, it's it's more than what what actually people think. It's yeah. not as direct, and he's trying to without taking yeah. without taking a pop at the fans. He's taking a pop at the fans, if that makes sense. Yeah, but he's he's yeah. made them he's made them into a laughing stock as well because that's what, people always have a go at City because um, of their lack of attendance or the Johnny Come Lately's, right? You know, um, in terms of success, and, uh, yeah, they, they've been phenomenal. Whether you say the merit of their success is based on their, their, their funding and whatnot but it, it despite that whether you measure a club on the basis of whether they fill out their stadium or not and and whether they reach capacity I think the main talking point was the fact that they were at 20 percent reduced capacity for the first opening Champions League game of this season's Champions League um 20 percent is is huge um Thirty-five thousand, I think it was, out of out of the sixty thousand or fifty thousand yeah. stadium. Um, it's it's a phenomenal number, and uh, it is. And because when you think they made the final last year, right? You would think the fans want to come to. I know they're probably going to the league game as well, but it's their first Champions League game, right? Since the final, you think the fans will come out, show a bit of appreciation in this competition. That well done, guys. You got to the final. Hard luck last year. Better luck. We're gonna we're gonna go for it this year, right? Yeah. You you thought they set a statement out on and off the pitch, yeah. You know? And uh, but you know, everybody watches the Premier League or English sides, and that's the half empty stadium would have been seen throughout the world, and it wouldn't you know have given them weird? a very good image. Do, do, do you know what's weird? I've been looking at games because uh, I want to go to the Man City versus PSG game, yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, when um, that was so no, you know, That's next week. No, um, not um, not the one in Paris, the one in um. Oh, sorry, the empty head. Yeah. The empty head. Okay, okay. <laughs> the empty head. The even um, that's not Karen. 
Yeah, yeah. So I've been looking at, you know, the, the websites that sell on the tickets from people who have already bought it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And usually when I look at these uh, websites, the, the prices are quite high. Like with the United uh, games, there's some of them that are three, four hundred pounds starting. Like Leicester versus Man United. Yeah. The cheapest ticket is three hundred pounds on the on the resale websites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Villarreal was starting at a hundred and something. Yeah. P- now, PSG, Neymar. Mbappe, Messi, yeah, versus Man City, yeah. They were starting at 130, yeah. Now, like, I, this might not mean much to you guys, but what that means to me is like that they generally have a problem selling their yeah. tickets because they should be starting at 250, 300, 400, like that. They should be going like that, yeah. And when altered, um, when I checked, when I checked Paris's one, like if you want to go watch the uh, match in Paris, Paris yeah. they start at 400 euros. 500 euros yeah. because you can't get a seat there. Yeah. You know, yeah. so City have got a huge problem. Huge, yeah. huge problem. The they haven't is, got any fans. No, they, Paris, they, they're a small club that, that have grown exponentially. You yeah. know, like, very so, fast. let's be honest. Mm. Yeah, they've, they've yeah. grown too fast. The owners have come in, pumped all the money and says, let's make this massive stadium. Let's win yeah. titles. People will come. But they won't. That's the nah. thing. In football, you look, like like we've mentioned, we've all got family members that support different clubs. It's all yeah. rivalries, and you're in it from the beginning. Yeah, like adults are not just gonna because let's be honest, it's adults that are gonna pay 70, 80 quid for a ticket yeah. to go watch a match. If their allegiances are with another club, yeah, they're not all of a sudden gonna say, "Do you know what? I'm paying eighty quid to go watch City." Yeah. Mm. They've Especially treated it like a customer thing. shops thing, isn't it? Like, you know, when you're trying to get new customers and you're trying to steal it off the neighbors next door, you know, when you open up a shop, yeah, they do, they do, yeah, they, 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 you can't steal off Manchester United, it doesn't work like that. It's football fans. Once you choose a club, you choose the club, yeah, yeah. Andy, when you're talking about um, how they, you know, failed to sell their European tickets, yeah. um. They, they've had that problem for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I can even remember to when Yaya Toure was basically at the peak of his game. Yeah, he was amazing. Sergio Aguero, you know, mm-hmm. when Man City were on the yeah. rise. And I remember they had Barcelona come. Mm. And uh, e- even then, yeah. uh, they couldn't fill out. And even on their website, it actually, they, they had dropped those prices for the Champions League games, ju- yeah. like, so much. So then they can get... Um, what you call it, more fans in, but yeah. you know, it's just a problem. It's it's a Man City thing. You could sort of say. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go to that game. Ninety nine percent. Sorry about that. I'm gonna go to that game because I want to get everybody. I want to see everybody. I want to see Messi in it. And yeah. um, and but I can't believe how easy it is. I can't believe how easy it is to go watch that game. But the I thing is, is, it is it's like um, every other club reduces their tickets for Carabao yeah. Cup games. Because yeah. that's the one people sacrifice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Say, right, we're going to go to the league. We're going to go to the FA Cup. We're going to European games. And Carabao's the one that they usually miss out. You know, you know it's Carabao so, Cup game will have more people than City's European game. I agree. I agree. Liverpool, all the, all, like, yeah. all the, all the clubs, that I reckon, will have yeah. more fans than City. It's a shame. Mm. But I think, like, like we've just mentioned, they've grown too fast. Yeah. Um, instead of slowly building their fan base... They thought we can come in and everybody will just swarm to us. That's not how club allegiances work. I'm well, afraid. I, think, I think over time, what you're going to find is yeah. that they're going to build a history. They're going to build a kind of like a, a heritage, aren't they? At the moment, they haven't got a lot of history of Man City. Look at the Man News and the, 
Liverpool's and a lot of the other big clubs, they've got a history, yeah. like over 100 years old. What have Man City got that? Exactly. So, Around that area, you've got the two yeah. biggest rivals, Man United and Liverpool. Yeah. On their if you doorstep. give it time, if you give it time, you give it another 50 years or so, they're going to have that heritage, they're going to have that history, then that's how they're going to get the fans. I suppose it's, yeah. That's going to be the, the problem is that growing up is, now. Yeah. Because of the, I think we were talking about this last week as well, because of the way football is now, it's so commercialised. Like um, I think uh, Barad said, or maybe Nav said, you know, they, they've pushed in so many, so much money to build the infrastructure, win the league, win the whatever mm. they've had. Yeah. They want that return now. They need they it now. That retu- they need it now, mm. but they, re- they need the return now. So it's because of that. And I agree fully with what you're saying. You know, they will build up a fan base. You know, the younger kids will grow up supporting them, all three of them. And you know, then that three will become six. Just <laughs> one more question. Yeah. Um, but that's 2030. Do you think Pep Guardiola is now trying to get himself sacked? No. Nah. Nah, to, to, to nah, do nah, a Mourinho, nah, to nah, get nah. his payout. Nah, 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 nah. He's coming up. Is this the first time he's... I was going to say something. I think City, I know they're winning, but they're not, it's become boring watching them. You know, like you're talking about PSG, they got Mbappe, Messi, Neymar. City bought Grealish, he's not going to pull uh, fans in, you know, on his own. Kevin De Bruyne, he's a good player, world-class player. You know, City are really missing that one, like Ronaldo. missing a name. uh, Yeah, Mo Salah. Mighty Luke Chadwick said it today as well. The mighty Luke Chadwick said, (laughs) <laughs> that oh, I don't know why you're laughing. Um, he goes that uh, Man United's man. game is because Man City failed with Ronaldo. They, uh, I'm sorry, Man United. Yeah, Man United's game is Man, man City's f- failed landing Ronaldo. They haven't got a striker. Yeah. That's they the failed Harry Kane as well. Luke, oh. Yeah, the Harry Kane side. Yeah, I think I kind of yeah, their football as well. I think you know, since under Pep at the first beginning. Exciting, it's different. It's it was because it was different. It was yeah, because it was different. different for us, yeah. But he's been playing that since Barcelona, so we know that, yeah. right? But for in the EPL, it's a different style of football that has seen week in, week out. It was different, but I think you know, I mean, it's famous last words, but people learn to play against that, are learning to play against that. All you do is play a, a low block, full low, you know, with the midfield and defense, low block, and just counter on speed. And you hate speed. speed, they hate speed. United. One thing about Oli's got a very good record against Pep, right? He's won most of the games, which uh, I think he's won the last four out of six, I think it is, right? You know, and simply based on on on, on keeping a strong defensive lineup and attacking on the on, on the break, right? You yeah. know, and uh, and the people are working that out. I mean, Southampton, come on, we had somebody here sign 9 0 <laughs> to Man City the other day, right? Genuinely, we, we all thought Man City yeah. would batter Southampton, uh, exactly. But, but even Southampton Man- yeah. worked him out, yeah. Who's and, and in yeah. hard till with his? Three-piece suit. Yeah. Honestly, he, he smashed them. Yeah, he looked yeah. like he'd just come from a wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know. But Jodo, I mean, I know Melinda's got a few points as well. So I mean, Melinda's got some points, yeah. Uh, no, so regarding the Pep thing, um, do you think uh, A, fans struggle to get to the game for a 7.45 kickoff in Manchester with the logistics of getting to the club? They're obviously... But not man, as big as they're not as big as Man United uh, in terms of their fan base. 
Um, Man United also attracts a lot of tourists, whereas many tourists with Manchester City probably wouldn't go to the ground, as you could see. Um, and then the other point was, I've heard that due to the current issues that happen in the Champions League with um, UEFA and uh, Manchester and City and with FFP and, and whatnot, some of the fans are revolting against going towards the games um, out of, uh, like to take a hit back at, at, at UEFA, for example. Um, they even turn their backs when the Champions League anthem's going on, things like that. Do you think that plays a part into their reduced capacity? Um, and is Pep Guardiola acting on behalf of the, the owners? Have the owners put pressure on Pep saying, look, we need to do whatever we can to 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 fill our stadiums? Uh, we've I think got that'd expenses be a valid point. And stuff. For me, no. no, no Are no, they no, using think... Pep as a spokesman or a PR person? To, to, I think to it'd be a valid people? point. But the thing is, they're not filling the stadium for league matches either. If there were sellouts in league matches then you can say it's purely down to the, um, the protest. I think there's an element of the protest thing in there, but I don't think it's just that. I, I genuinely feel they don't, their fan base are the ones that saw them in the old Division 4, Division 3, Division 2 coming up. It's those guys. Yeah. They're, they're, there's no young... Because think about it, right? You know the kids that were growing up in Manchester at that time? They would have become United fans not City fans. Absolutely. So the kids growing up now, now you'll get more of a 50-50 split. So yeah. the benefits you'll see in 30 years, 20 years, 30 years, but that means, that means, um, sorry, I just lost my uh, train of thought there. You know, <laughs> that means, sorry, sorry, that means, um, what was I talking about? Sorry, I've well, got old. What actually happened, Berati? I don't know what happened. You're throwing things at people. I mean, there's violence. Reminds me of the <laughs> Arsenal Burnley game <laughs> the other day when they're throwing things. That, that, that's another talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, what I was going to say, what I was going to say is, um, in 20, 30 years' time, that's when it'll show for Man City. Whereas now, that fan base isn't there. Because like I say, kids are not going to say, right, in the old days, kids would save their pocket money, go to the match. Football's not like that anymore. So, but you know, two points I think Melinda mentioned as well. Uh, I I don't think that's necessarily. I think travel wise, right? There is it's a it's a third city of um of of uh of England, right? And um, it has very good travel facilities. I don't think that's the reason why seven point five uh they don't fill the ground because they have had a history of not filling the ground even for UCL games even pre their arguments and disagreements with with UEFA. It's just a, a natural thing for them not to fill the ground right for for um for these kind of games. You know, so I don't think that, that's that's what it is the, the, uh, in that I found that so yeah. Definitely thank you very much uh then Avrad Feng talking about fan bases um have we like the Leeds fan that we've got on Jarandeep mm. Singh this is now your shining moment. <laughs> you know, your fans, you sing that song, Marching On Together. Yeah. Um, and I want to say this in the most politest way possible. Hey, bro. With this second season syndrome, will you still be marching on together in the Premier League next season? Or, or, or back to... Are you, 
Come on, you've got to be nice. You've got to be nice. Don't worry, it's all good. Yeah, of course we're going to be marching on together next season. You, you know what I mean? Come on, guys. So, so look, Leeds, Leeds United are going through a, a bit of a bit of a bad patch, right? Let, let's face it, it, it's just facts. They haven't won a game, um, you know, in the first four or five games of the season since around 1938 or something, 60, you know, 40. So it is a little bit of a patch. However, okay, it, it, they will turn it around, all right? I've, we've got faith in Bielsa. He, he's, he's done wonders at the club over the past three years, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. He's taken out of his, like, 16 years of misery of being in the championship, <laughs> right? And trust me, it was misery. And when we were in the Premier League, no other manager has been able to do that. And he hasn't, you know, to be able to achieve that, he hadn't really bought in lots of mega players and spent loads and loads of money. He's done it with the stock that he had. So he's converted championship players into Premier League players. Okay, they're not, you know, as good as like Liverpool. We got thrashed last week 3-0 and, and they're not as good as Man United players. But the amount of money that Leeds United have spent in comparison to those elite clubs is, is a stark difference. And they still survive, you know, they're in the second season of the Premier League. So I've got trust and faith in Bielsa. I think he can turn it around. Every team is going to go through a patch. It's not the start of the season. It'll be at the Christmas time of the season, you know, at the end of the new year, at the end of the year, start of the year. And maybe towards the end of the season when people are burning out, right? It's going to happen at some point to every club. But you're I've only, got you're only we'll three be marching on together Arsenal. next season. You're only three points behind Arsenal, so, you know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Arsenal won the first game of the weekend. You're so right, yeah? So yeah. and even that's when they spent fifty million on who was it Ben White? He was turned a bit better there. a bit better there. But then mentioning Ben White, John Lee saying, "I got a question what, for you though." What? Go on, Melinda. Go. On. I was just I was just going to say to John Deep saying, "What's happened this season in?" opposition to last season what have you done differently or what is Bielsa not doing this season that you guys were doing last season or was there more hunger the fact that you were in the Premier League after so many seasons and and you had a kind of point to to prove right yeah yeah it's 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 really good point is that because I think there's not just one answer to that Um, I think like I said it before right when we talk about Man City people have worked out the style of play for Man City so they can attack mm. them and, and get them. And I think people have worked out how Leeds play. You know, it, it's obvious how we play. We're quite open. We're attacking. It is the way that Bielsa has his team. And they're not going to change. That's just mm. them. But people have sussed that out. But then the other thing is, is if we look at our preseason, we had some really tough games in preseason. We played Ajax. We played, played uh, uh, Real Betis. We played Villarreal. You know, we played some top teams and we didn't want... You're up a champions, Villarreal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was in pre-season. So, you know, my my personal opinion is I think it's knocked a little bit of confidence in the players thinking, no, we, we just lost our pre-season games, didn't win any, and we walk into the Premier League and and it and it was tough. It's tough. Just, just watching Leeds as well. I've got a question Sorry. for you. Go on. Can I Go just on. quickly ask? I just wanted to ask. Watching Leeds this season, do you think Bamford is a bit this year he's not fully at the races you know like last year he was on fire but this year he doesn't seem to be 100% there well as a Leeds fan someone who sees him all the time because we only see the highlights what do you think do you think Bamford is I mean he got a break during the Euros 
Yeah. He got a break during the Euros, though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, he, got, he got a break into the Euros. He, you know, uh, well, he played for England, didn't he, on, on his birthday. So he, he made it into the England team. I don't know. I, I think I think the whole Leeds team, including Bamford, they just need a bit of, I think, a bit more time to settle in this season. You, know, you need a hard flag game. They're on fire. They went straight at it. But I think this season, they just need a bit of catching up a little bit, you know. No, you need like, you know, that one of those games, like a Hansler game. So you're like playing against you like Arsenal not say Arsenal. Well, <laughs> like Watford. Playing Watford, yeah, that was Oh no, Arsenal. Playing Arsenal, you know, that's a six-pointer. <laughs> you, you, you got Watford in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> too hard for that. I'm going to the Watford game in two weeks, yeah. I am, uh, mm. okay. I, like down in, what, I think, in Watford. Um, no, no, no. Ellen, Ellen Road. Ellen Road. Darren Deep Singh, I think it's because you uh, blew your transfer budget on factory fodder in Daniel, Daniel James. Well, you know what? I'm going to let was him brilliant. do the pitch. Yeah, I'll let him do the talking on the pitch. Deep that Singh. guy's like Sonic the Hedgehog. He it's is so good it's good Darren Deep Singh. Do you know what? Those days Darren Deep Singh, the question there. that I got for you... Well, I, had yeah, to get, I had to get you back, sorry. Is... <laughs> hang on, hang on. The question that I've got for you is that I totally get it, Leeds fans, with um, 16 years of misery, how you're saying, and now you're finally back to the promised land and the pinnacle of English football, which is the Premier League. Um, and let's be honest, you have a massive following, but when do you start getting worried? How, I mean, to what game number is it early days? You're, you're five games into the season now, you've not won a game, you're minus seven goal difference already. We know that Leeds are always going to leak in goals. But the thing is, it's about getting points on the table. And when do you then start getting worried? Is it that, I don't know, by game 12, if you're not above 15 or 14, are you worried? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, first of all, right, Leeds' targets this year are not to get into the top half or not to get into Europe. It's just to survive and consolidate. Okay, they want to build a team. to Arsenal. So, you know, mm. yeah, they, they want to be, they don't care. I don't think anybody, I think that the uh, chairman said it, Andrea Radzani, they're not bothered about Europe. They want to stay in the Premier League, consolidate and move forward. So if by game 20, yeah. okay, they're still in 18, uh, um, not 18, 16 position. Fast uh, relegation, yeah. It, it's, it's okay. It's a bit worrying, but they're still there. But they need to be up where in the middle of the table. So I would say by Christmas, if they're not in the middle of the table, then then yeah, you we could be starting to get a bit worried. Yeah, interesting. Um, just uh, moving on to the look ahead of two massive games in the Premier League. Uh, we have the twelve thirty kick. Well, there's two twelve thirty kickoffs. One is the Man United game, but we're not going to talk about that one. Um, <laughs> It's Chelsea at home to Man City at Stamford Bridge, isn't it? At 12.30. Ooh, yeah. Um, and then the other one will be the North London derby on Sunday. But let's go to the game at Stamford Bridge first. Um, the money bags derby. Which way is that one going, man? Oil, the oil company versus the country. Right, you know? So, um, I think Chelsea have got this. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea have got Chelsea. this. 2-0. Yeah. Um, we'll do the prediction. You're, 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 now, you're, you're thinking 2-0. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll go to the predictions later. You know, we'll, 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 we'll do the predictions later. Right, you know. But um, yeah. so so is everyone thinking that um, Chelsea are going to take all? Chelsea, I, I think so, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea are a very organised team defensively. Ideally, and, a draw. And ideally, ideally a draw. for Man United fans and Liverpool fans, a draw would be perfect. Oh yeah, draws. Which is which is still quite possible. It's quite str- it's quite a strong possibility as well. But I think if there's going to yeah. be a winner, it will be Chelsea because they're more organised and they have someone up mm. top 
right? Who, who can put that, that yep, chance yep. of two away? Right, whereas Man City, they've, got someone, they've got someone behind be, someone up top. They've yeah. got that quality player, Mason Mount. And Man City, gonna, Man City don't even have four. They can, they can play the ball midfield, try and get past their two banks of it four. They won't be able to do it, right? You know. We'll, so we'll be good seeing Lukaku you know against the I'm going to say, so I think... I yeah, agree. Karamjeet Singh, good point. Very right. good point there, Karamjeet Singh. Lukaku up against uh, uh, Diaz. a stiff test for him, basically. Yeah. Um, he had one against uh, uh, Van Dijk and the Liverpool lads. Um, yeah. There's always been that question in the Premier League, can he do it in the big games? So um, let's see, would, would that home advantage help him? Mm. Um, he's broken his duck now by scoring at Stamford Bridge. Mm. He looks like a goal machine already, so let's see. Uh, Aaron Deep saying, what were you going to say? Yeah, City got a good uh, history, actually, of beating Chelsea at Chelsea, um, uh, even when Chelsea are in form. So when two big clubs like that play each other, anything can happen. United have, have beaten City so much the last few seasons and City have won the title and, you know, been in the Champions League final. Yeah. So anything can happen in this game. Um, I, think, I think, you know, that it'll be interesting but I, I don't think if if Chelsea beat City really well, that's a huge statement. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, and it's 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 really for both clubs. City are yeah. finished, and Chelsea are really but, looking at t- title. But Aaron Deep, yeah, Aaron Deep saying that it's yeah. also a big statement if Pep and his boys get three points. That's what I was going to come to. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent, and you can't write them off. That'll be a bigger statement. That'll be a bigger statement. You, you cannot write them off because the, that formation that Tuchel's going to put out, yeah, City can pass around that and and, and, and beat them. They can. And they missed a touch in, in last year. They'll be looking for revenge, you know. So, for me, uh, I can't write City off just like that. No, that's true. Chelsea yeah, but this are, is the yeah. thing. I, I think it'll be a draw. Crucial. I think it'll be a score draw that game, personally. Do you know, Thomas, I don't think... Thomas, Sorry, um, I don't think Man City have looked as good as they have in previous years. I mean, Sterling doesn't look the same player. Jesus doesn't look the same player. Is it because they've had these massive tournaments in the summer? Do you know, like like you say, Man City got to the Champions League final. The players have had a pretty full-on season last year. Then they've had the tournament, like the, the England players getting to the final the Brazil players getting to the mm. Copper final. Um, they just, again, like I mentioned about Bamford, they just look a little bit tired. They don't yeah, look their normal Not only self. that, but I, I think Pep doesn't know his first 11. You know, he keeps changing and dropping. I don't think he actually knows I, what his first I, 11 is. It's why, I don't pick, I, it's why I don't pick any Man City players in my fantasy team. Yeah. Because like one week they'll play and then they won't play for three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. You know, well, this is the thing. In football, yeah, teams have cycles. It's solid. Yeah. Teams have cycles, and I think that this could probably be the the end of the cycle for this team, and where they yeah. just probably need a revamp uh, of probably like you could say a few more midfielders. They definitely need a front line. Um, Can I throw something out there? And right, yeah, go for it. You know, I, th- I think um, we spoke about Pep Man City earlier, but is this Pep's like? I know we someone briefly mentioned is that Pep was looking for a way out, right? Yeah, but is this really yeah. Pep's last season? The reason is that I know he's got a two-year contract until the year 2022, and he's already hinted. He says he's been misinterpreted, but whether it's a, the words that his mouth too early, that next season's last season. But if Pep was to go into next season without signing a new contract, will anybody want to sign for City? Because, well, Pep said it's his last season, he don't want to go. Maybe this is his last season, right, yeah? 
because but the next year is just there just to, as a gesture so people will still find it players will still play for him and all that kind of stuff because we all saw what happened in the past I mean we saw what happened to United back in 2001 and two when uh, when Fergie said I'm leaving guys right yeah the team went a bit off the off the ball and uh, didn't, didn't win the league that season but then yeah. he said he's signing and they came back and won the league mm. right yeah but ultimately right is this mind mm. games as well that Pep it is mm. his final season Right, you know, and uh, and uh, next year they'll be looking for something new. I don't know. You know, so yeah, yeah good show. It's a good show. The fans think yeah. I find really weird. You know, yeah. when he's saying to the fans to come to the stadium, I just feel like uh, he's maybe starting to signal his, you know, like departure. It felt like something you wouldn't do that before. You know, maybe no, no. it just felt really strange. No, it just sounded if, like he's a bit fed up. If Chelsea yeah. win, if Chelsea win, right? Yeah. Chelsea, United, and Liverpool will have the opportunity to open a six-point gap at this stage of the season. On City, yeah. On City. On City. And and saying that, saying that, I don't want to basically jump the gun, but this is a very tough week for Man City where they got Chelsea away, PSG away, and then Liverpool at home. Oh, Liverpool week away. That is a destruction. Yeah. But they got but they got PSG away midweek. So, they, could, um, they could they could win all three or they could lose all three. Yeah, quite easily. Yeah, or they could draw yeah. all three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um just basically just to finalise just on that's this a game nine, that, That's a nine point gap where the Chelsea Knight could have and Liverpool. But yeah, the definitely. Week, potentially. Just to close up just on this game before we move on to the North London derby, does everyone here Honestly, feel that it's just going to be a Chelsea win, no draws, yeah. no um, I think Man City Ch- wins or anything. I'm going to disagree with everyone, and I'm, I think City are going to like, restore their their win, um, yeah. their, okay, their dominance against dominance. Chelsea. Yeah, I was going to. I just oh, wanted yeah. to say, hopefully, it's a good game. I'm going to say the same about the North London derby. Just cycling back to what we mentioned right at the beginning of the pod. Hopefully, yeah. the referee doesn't ruin the game. Can I say something? We're talking about the other game we're, we're, because we're choosing about the two big games weekends, right? Yeah. Mm. Is Arsenal Tottenham really a big game? <laughs> or is that just, or is it just, uh, or is that just an internal rivalry? No, no, no. It, 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 well, both. Is it like both, Newcastle Sunderland? <laughs> no, no, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Um, North London derby. Um, Spurs got off to a flying start. Now. They're basically on a hat trick of uh, defeats if Arsenal do beat them at the yeah. in the derby, and Arsenal have you know the the performance is not as important as the result. And do you know what it is? Your form goes out the window when it comes to a derby game. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I think having home advantage really does help the team at home. Yet that can be also putting that extra bit of pressure on as well. But, um, I mean, Melinda, Arsenal at home. You've won two games on the bounce. Um, both away from Spurs home. have been getting thrashed. Were both away from home? Spurs no, have been getting thrashed. Yeah. yeah, Spurs have been getting thrashed in the last two games. Um, you know, so, if you, if you look at it, it, it looks like yeah. the reciprocals happen. Spurs win their first two games 1-0. Arsenal mm. win their last two games 1-0. And then Spurs get mm. thrashed recently. And then Arsenal are getting thrashed at the start. So it kind of looks like it, it, it's flipped. Um, but yeah, as you said, form goes out of the window. This is a North London derby. Uh, whether it's big for everyone else, probably not so much uh, due to 
us not being able to challenge for anything at this point in time, um, and and Tot- Tottenham not not challenging uh, any time recently. But from from a club's perspective, this is a massive game. Um, this is one of those games that could probably kickstart your season um, if you're an Arsenal fan or or if you're a Tottenham, a Tottenham fan. fan yeah. Um, and so, that was your question. Who has a better eleven? Tottenham. Be honest, Tottenham. Yeah, I'd probably have to say Tottenham. Leicester. Uh, <laughs> Tottenham. Aside from Harry Kane and Son, yeah, who really stands out? Loris. Yeah. The keeper. Yeah. Eric, okay. Eric Dyer. I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so. The manager? The manager? Bruno? The bench? The stadium? Then, the fans? In terms of world, in terms the, of world the class players, players, Son's the only world-class player on the pitch. Hmm? Son. 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 Yeah. 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 He's the Not, only, in my opinion, he's the only world-class player on that pitch. Not I'm, I'm, I'm in, surprised. In I'm surprised form. no one's coming for Son. That's not fair. In current form, you can say that. I but think Kane's going to score as well. There are three, like you guys may laugh, but Aubameyang is a world-class player. He was. And, and uh, Hungman Son is a world-class player. And, and Harry Kane is, Hungman Son is a world-class player. And Harry Kane, as much mm-hmm. as I hate to admit it, he is a he is a world class player. But I thought Alba used to in respect to, in respect to he likes scoring against form, Arsenal. Son is, and it the way this is shaping up. I've seen it so many times. Harry Kane is doing poor right now. He's he's uh, struggling, and and it's just lined up. As an Arsenal fan, you just see it all the time. You know it's coming. Clubs are doing Yeah, rubbish. you know what's going to happen. You know, it's going to be choke they, slam. They break all their ducks and he's going to get a penalty or something and it's just going to be a talking point. And, and yeah, but that's where, the way it looks. But in terms of like... Uh, Linda, how I'm feeling, what's your prediction feel, for the game? I feel, yes. I feel a bit, I feel a bit confident. Um, I have to be. Uh, it, yeah, it's... It's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring as typical North London derbies do go. I think it could either be like a, a 1 1, 1 0 either way, or, or it could be a 2 1. Uh, I don't see any more goals than, than that. Um, and it's just going to be first team to crack. Both teams are going to have their foot on the break. One's going to attack the other. Uh, it's going to be very counter attack based as they normally are. And uh, Tottenham will definitely pay to, to, to hit us on the counter. And it's just about who makes that individual error or who shows that moment of brilliance. Um, and yeah, hopefully um, it, it's Arsenal. You know, for me, uh, I reckon it'll be a draw. I reckon it'll be a draw. I'm going for draws. You know, for where, is, where, where is the match? Is that Arsenal? Emirates. It's at Arsenal. I mean, look, if, if Son's on form, Son makes Tottenham tick. He's gone unsung for so long. Everyone talks about Harry Kane. Son but, when, but when Son... Unsung is so high. But when Son is on top of his game, Tottenham are generally unstoppable. He runs that team. And I'm surprised that people haven't come in to try and buy him. All the talks have always been about Kane because Kane puts a ball in the back of the net 
but more often than not, it's Son that's feeding him. But is he truly fit or has he been rushed back? Looking at him in the last game, there looked to be a bit something strange about, yeah. about him. Look, and and at the end of last Tottenham season, were in turmoil yeah. and, they, and they needed to rush him back. You see, at the end of last season, Son sort of trailed off and Tottenham trailed off. At the beginning of the season, I'd, yeah, I think he's not 100%. He's not going to come back from injury. Yeah, so. he's, he's not 100%. But there are two or three players for Spurs at the weekend who came back yeah. and they'll be a game sharper. They'll probably maybe play Carling Cup game in the midweek. I'm not sure, sure who they're playing, but they'll probably get a bit more freshness for that and they'll be a bit more fitter for Arsenal as well. Is it, is it the Carling or is it Carabao? I'm not sure what it's called. Carabao, no, it's, well, no, it's yeah. just really Carabao. But, Carabao. but I'm surprised yeah, yeah. Novlaxing didn't say Milk Cup. Oh, all, all rumblers. You know? <laughs> so, some some of the some of the recent performances oh, in terms of our defensive uh, stability has looked a lot better when we've moved into a back three and like the performance of Martin Odegaard since we've signed him has been amazing for us oh, yeah. um, and even Leno being replaced by Ramsdale he's made us look a lot more like solid at the back and uh, yeah just. Can't wait! Like Martin Odegaard scored an amazing free kick on on the weekend, and uh, hopefully he can do the same. Look, Ben White's getting Thank a lot free. Thank you very free. much, Melinda. Um, Sorry, yeah. I was just going to say. Sorry, White but gets a lot on, of grief. Make the comment on. Yeah, Ben White gets a lot of grief, and I know he's made a couple of mistakes, but you got to remember he's young, and I reckon he'll come good. I think that's a good signing. Let, let's be honest. Ben White. Biases aside, yeah, yeah, I think Tom, maybe. Time will tell, yeah. Time will tell. Thank you very much to all the panellists. Um, you can find all of our previous podcasts on Spotify. Um, on Spotify, the pages discuss hyphen sing. Please follow us, like all of our content on Instagram as well, which is discuss underscore sing. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to all the panellists. There will be plenty of talking points that we're going to go over in the next podcast, but till then, Vahigudu. 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 Vahigud